Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? So I'm going to continue today with our final frequency It's taken me a while to get through these. I keep deking off. I am well aware. And this frequency is evidential mediumship. Now, this might end up being split over two episodes uh, because I have a lot to say about this subject. And you're going to have to kind of ride the roller coaster with me because I know a lot about evidential mediumship and the mechanics of it and how it works. And that is equally a blessing and a curse because it's sometimes hard for people to keep up with me. It's sometimes hard for me to keep up with myself. When I started teaching my beginners group in January, I was well aware that the volume of information I hit them with quite early on was a lot. So uh, feel free to listen to this podcast multiple times um, and allow yourself to digest different bits of information because It's just going to come out how it comes out and we will do our best to navigate it. Now, before I get diving deep into this, I just want to remind you all 
that I have my spirit led Reiki course coming up in March online uh, Monday evenings. So depending on your time zone, it might work for you. But I would love to have you with us. You can find details about that on my website, hannahmedium.co.uk. I'm very, very excited. Okay, enough with that. Let's head into evidential mediumship. So I want to start with what we feel the purpose of evidential mediumship is, what it's for. And I think that evidential mediumship is how most people come to experience the spirit world. Not all, but most. Most people start asking those questions about what happens after we experience physical death, once they have experienced physical loss. And they sometimes feel their loved ones with them or hope that their loved ones are with them. And they start asking those questions. Uh, It feels like there must be more. It feels like there should be more. What is happening? Is, Is it me? Is it spirit? Am I dreaming? Am I wishing? Is it real? Etc, etc. Now, I hope that you know from listening to me, and if you're new, welcome. You're very welcome here. But one of my big passions is that the spirit world are available to us all and around us all. So that's two things I just want you to really sit with before you start with evidential mediumship. You have to, to some extent, believe that the spirit world is there. And you also have to believe that it's accessible to you. And that is one of the biggest barriers for people to overcome is because of this dialogue of the gifted that we hear talked about all the time. We believe that it is others and not us. And so you have to kind of get into that space where you accept that it is absolutely possible for you. And that's the start. Now, the other thing I you will have heard me say is that heaven, the spirit world, is not separate to this world. So when we go outside and we look at the sky and we think of our loved ones off somewhere else, they are stood beside us, but they are just in a different energy to the physical energy. And so we can't feel them. And I'm not saying don't look at the sky and think of your loved ones, because I do it still. But it's also important to recognise that this physical world is part of the spirit world. It is contained within it. Important to get your head around. So when you are communicating with somebody in the spirit world, you are communicating with somebody that is here anyway. They are omnipresent. And one of the biggest things for me was the idea that I had that my grandfather was popping in to see me and then going and then popping in to see my mum and then going. And you were never sure when he was here and when he wasn't, when in fact spirit have shown me that they are always here. They don't have to choose. There is no time and space in the spirit world. They are omnipresent. They are always with you. So when you go to do evidential mediumship and you are communicating with a loved one in the spirit world, 
you're not disturbing their peaceful slumber. You are not lassoing them in from heaven and pulling them towards you to bother with your inane questions about how they died, etc, etc. And that's really, really important to understand because I always had this sort of guilt, even though I'm not religious. I I'm, haven't been brought up by a religious family, but I just had this idea that I was bothering people. And it's not like that at all. In the spirit world, they have unlimited energy, unlimited potential, um, unlimited abundance, unlimited time because it doesn't exist. You are not bothering anybody. And more so, I would say, if you allow yourself to, you can actually really experience spirit's joy of working with us. This was not something that I expected. Even though, of course, with evidential mediumship, you are normally communicating to for somebody who has lost somebody and feels that loss keenly and sadly and deeply, the spirit world understand that and don't want us to suffer. But they also still have their personality, still like to have fun, still like to have a laugh, are still the best bits of us. Now, evidential mediumship for me is proving the continued life after death. It's proving that our loved ones are still with us. It's proving that they see us, that they're okay. And by proof, for, for me, I don't mean just a list of facts about somebody. I mean reuniting somebody here with their loved one in the spirit world, giving them a moment to really feel that presence there and if you go to see a mediumship demonstration and you see a good demonstrating medium you will feel the presence of the spirit world whether that spirit is for you or is for somebody else magic amazing and I don't think in evidential mediumship there is any place for communicating with spirit guides or angels or any anything like that it if you're doing evidential mediumship you should should be communicating with somebody who can be recognized by your sitter and you have to trust in the spirit world that that is the case so i think the purpose is to heal to bring hope to prove because the spirit world know that we are humans, that we question everything, that we doubt, that we're disconnected from our true selves. They understand all of that. They're not judging us for that. And they want to show us that they are with us. They want us to experience them. So they are more willing, I think, than we are to do evidential mediumship. Now, when you experience information from a spirit you are learning to what I call blend with that spirit so you are learning to merge your energy with that spirit's energy and that is a process now some of you will have heard me talk about this before but I wanted to do sort of one or two podcasts that are really focused on the basics so I'm having to fight that urge within me 
that is saying, Hannah, you are dull. Stop repeating yourself and just say it all anyway. So skip, press that little button that skips 30 seconds if you wish. So we are attempting to blend and blending is an imperfect, energetic experiment. Sometimes it works really well, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it builds, sometimes it ebbs. And one of the most important things in your mediumship journey is to be able to recognise when the energy is building and when the energy is ebbing. I was talking to my students just last night about imagine it like a gauge. You know when you're cooking on gas and you know when the thing's not lit and you're doing the tick, 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 tick thing of the stove trying to get it going. You need to be able to recognise that because that impacts the kind of evidence that you're able to get. Now, when you are working with spirit, you will receive information in a variety of different ways. And I know that I've talked to you guys about this before, but just don't allow yourself to be limited. Allow yourself to sometimes see it, sometimes feel it, sometimes taste it, sometimes emote it, sometimes just know it. And don't try and label it. If you keep yourself open, into receiving information from spirit in all the different ways that it can possibly happen, then they will utilise that. If you say, I am only receiving through sight or colour, that's all you will receive. So it's really hard, but you have to try and keep yourself open and not allow you to pigeonhole you. And don't allow your teachers to either. I've had messages before where people have been told by their teachers are uh, you only feel, you only see, you only hear. And I just think it's all available to all of us. Yes, we will have ones that are stronger, more naturally. But if you trust and you remain open, you can receive information in so many different ways. And when you are doing that blend with the spirit, what you want to do at the beginning of your reading is get bullet point quite quick information as quick as you possibly can and sort of every piece of information that you get is I was just talking about this online the other day it's like a building block so you can't put the second building block down until you've put the first building block down so you have to put a building block put a building block put a building block and that's really hard because sometimes you feel like an absolute idiot it doesn't make any sense what you're saying you're not sure what you're getting you are really wondering about this information that you've got coming in it doesn't you're questioning it and this is the hardest thing about mediumship because evidential mediumship should not be about you as the medium it should not I'll talk about that some more in a moment so you are trying to build that energy you are trying to Give that information. Now, sometimes it will feel slow, but it's only slow because your doubt is slowing you down. It's not slow for any other reason. In my opinion, the spirit that stood beside you gives you all of the information you could possibly want in one go. They are not drip feeding it to you. But for the process of blending and energy to work, you need to deliver it bit by bit by bit. So at the beginning... You have to fight your own resistance where your blending is less and you have to accept that 
perhaps the bits of evidence you get at the beginning are not going to blow your mind as a medium and are not going to blow your sitter's mind. And this is a really hard thing to get across to sitters is that it is a process. And so at the beginning, when you are blending with that spirit and you are getting used to that spirit's energy and they are getting used to yours and they are trying to find the best way to get the information to you, you might get things that you think are quite generic. Say them anyway, because every piece of information that you give creates that blend, deepens that blend. So it's one of the hardest things to understand is you want the really specific things, the names, the dates. You want to be able to tell them at that piece of jewellery that was handed down four generations ago and describe it and describe where it's kept now. But if you are just doing one reading, you're not going to get that at the beginning of the reading. You will get that once the blending has taken place. So you would start with, I've got your grandmother here. I know she passes at an old age. And you'll be thinking, well, of course she did. Most grandmas do pass at an old age. Most people do have grandmas in the spirit world. And you have to kind of work through your own judgment on the evidence you're getting and allow that to build into something magnificent. And what often happens that I see in people's energy is they start with those things but they don't want to say those things because they're judging them and they say they're too generic which actually stops the blend stops the momentum building and stops them being able to deepen it to get the really good stuff that they want and so it's kind of a really hard thing to do because we want to be evidential we want to be specific we want to be truthful to that spirit but we have to allow the process to happen So if you are new to evidential mediumship, the first thing that I want you to do is start thinking about the bits of evidence that you might like to receive at the beginning of a reading. Now, it's not about having a list and interviewing the spirit world, but it is about having options that you are open to receiving. And in the being open to receive them, that enables you to sort of surrender into that space. So things like the relationship, the approximate age that this person was when they passed, how they died, uh, the job that they did, the type of relationship they have with the sitter. Were they close? Were they best friends? Were they seeing each other every day? Were they living miles apart and seeing each other once a year? Those kind of things. Just allow yourself to think about what you would like to receive. Now, as you have heard me say, mediumship is not an exact art, but just by opening yourself up and thinking about the things that you would like to get the ball rolling will start that process of you accepting the information you get. People talk about surrender all the time in mediumship, and I completely agree that once you've reached a certain point in your blend, you should be surrendering. But I think it's ridiculous to expect us to to achieve that instantly, especially for a beginner. Surrender into something completely unknown, barely tangible, you could be making it up, but trust, oh, you're not trusting enough, ridiculous, not going to happen. So allow yourself the luxury, if you're new to mediumship, of 
thinking about what you would like to receive, giving the spirit world lots of options. So it's not about I will only receive their name or I will only receive how they died, but going, I would like their relationship. I would like um, to feel their personality. I would like to feel about their relationship just allows you to to be open to it and surrender to it more. If you know it's going to be one of 10 things, you can surrender to it more easily and the spirit has more space to work with you than if you're just asking for one. Does that make sense? So that's really important. And at the beginning, I think it's also important to understand that the power, the charge of a mediumship reading comes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. From the emotion, the feeling, and the presence of the spirit. And so, so many people very early on in a reading want to go into physical descriptions or really specific factual information before they have got into a deep blend with the spirit. And the problem with that is if it is 20% spirit and 80% you and you start really trying to go for specifics, you're going to get no's before you even start. I am not implying that you should hedge your bets, but at the beginning, I think you should a little bit, just to allow that power to build, just to allow that energy experience to happen. So often this is what happens, people go for a specific age and then they'll get no's and when they finally get that that spirit placed, they'll say, the, the sitter will say, well, I didn't put my hand up to say that spirit was for me because you said 67 and my granddad was 75. Whereas if you just said, elderly but not old elderly that would have been understood and it doesn't mean that you are making it less it's just understanding the process you need to be able to do to get through that so once you're used to blending with spirit and receiving information and you've worked on it like I have for the last 10 years you can get more specific stuff straight away but you have to allow yourself the process you cannot jump from a to g You've got to do A, B, C, D, E, F first. So allowing that will just really, really help you. When you are doing a mediumship reading, there are three elements that I want you to think of. There is, it's like a triangle to me, like the fire triangle. At the top, you have got the spirit. The spirit world are always in perfect alignment ready and willing to work. 
Do not allow yourself to tell you yourself anything other than that. Do not allow excuses to come in like the spirit didn't want to be bothered or the spirit wasn't well or the spirit um, is standing too far away. That is not true. That is some resistance in you. The spirit world are always in perfect alignment. You then have you as the medium. Now, you guys know that I've talked on this podcast an awful lot about the importance of clearing your slate, of cleaning and clearing your energy, of being very present with yourself, dealing with your shit. And this is why. Because you are a third of the information, the energy that is in this reading. You are a third of it. If you are coming at it feeling angry, feeling disconnected, feeling stressed, feeling scared. I know that's ironic, isn't it? If you are coming with any sort of huge energy, feelings, stuff in that space, if you are not in alignment, that will impact your readings. End of. And I have learned this, this the hard way. I have done readings for people when I've been having a shitty day and I've kind of put it on spirit and gone, but take away it, get me into a good space. And then the reading has suffered as a result. So it's really important to understand that you need to be in alignment. Of course, you're going to be nervous. I'm not saying you can't work if you're nervous, but what I'm saying is you have to learn to push through that nervousness to get to the good stuff. And if you don't and you stay out your power triangle will suffer as a result. The other corner is, of course, the sitter. And that is something that we can't really control. Now, your job as a medium is to try and bring their energy in with you. And this is why you hear mediums say, I need your voice in demonstrations. I need you to reply because we need that energetic connection. We need our sitters to be invested and part of the reading. And if you want more information on that, I know that I have done How to Be a Good Sitter podcast. So look that one up. I think that was season two because there's loads of information on there. But it's important to understand as a medium, when you've got your mediumship power triangle, if your sitter will not pull themselves in energetically and will not allow you to bring them in energetically, there is a limit to what you're going to be able to achieve. And that is simple. It's, it's not blaming or shaming sitters, but this is kind of the rub, the problem with uh, the way that mediumship is viewed with that kind of, I've got my arms folded, go and then prove it energy that some people bring. That's not who I wanted to hear from. You're, you're a fraud. This is disappointing because if you bring that kind of energy, ironically, you want it to be proven to you, but you're also limiting the specific information that that's medium is going to be able to get because they're not going to be fully in the power of the reading. So am I speaking words that make sense? I had a pint of lager today and a glass of champagne so it could all be going completely wrong but I hope that that makes sense. So you've got this triangle, you've got the spirit at the top always in perfect alignment, spirit and nothing but alignment. Then you've got you, all the shit you bring to the table and then you've got your sitter and all the shit they bring to the table. So you can see why it's hard. You can see why it can be difficult. And that is something people just don't talk about. And it's important to understand that as a developing medium. 
So you are trying to give information and you are trying to share it and you will be fighting your own resistance that for some reason, and I was the same and I don't know what it's about, we tell ourselves we've got to kind of wait for it to come. And it's there instantly. Honestly, it is. If you believe it's there instantly, it is there instantly. If you tell yourself you've got to wait for it, second guess it, feel into it, then you slow it down. But the information was already there from the spirit world. It's quicker than an email, quicker than a text. It's already there. And you have to go with the first thing you see or feel or know or experience. Don't edit it. And at the beginning of the reading, don't get hypnotised by it. If you see a dog, just say, I know they've got a dog with them. Don't say, and it's a small dog or a big dog or it's got long hair, it's got that. Just say, I've got your granddad here. I know he's got a dog with him and I know that he walks with a stick. You don't have to say, and the stick is long and it is metal and it is this and it is that. And I will tell you why. Because until you've got to the optimum blend with the spirit, some of the information that you are receiving will be through your knowing, will be through your filter. So when I first started working with spirit, for example, I would feel my grandfather coming in and I'd go, oh no, grandpa, I love you, but not now. I'm trying to do clairvoyance. This is awkward. But it wasn't my grandpa. It was me receiving grandpa energy through my filter. And so my brain was bringing up the closest match to it, which is my grandfather. I don't get that anymore. But when I was learning, that's how it manifested for me. So it's really important to understand that you might see a dog that is a dog you saw at the park the other day or a dog that you happened to notice when you were walking home. And sometimes the spirit world will have put that dog in your path and it is the right breed, but sometimes it is your brain producing an image of a dog. So you say dog because you are getting dog energy and you are not blended enough with the spirit to get the specific breed yet. And so it's really important to understand that in every reading, there is a tipping point where the blend has gone deep enough and you can really surrender to it and you can say everything that you're getting and you can explore it and expand on it and feel more into it. But there is no point pushing for that before that tipping point is reached. And what happens time and time again with people that I'm working with is I see them try and reach that uh, information and slow the reading down and start exploring things more before they've reached that tipping point. And then their mediumship suffers. I know. What? This isn't like it is on TV, is it? No. So what I want you to do is be very mindful always when you're practicing your mediumship of feeling into the energy of it. Just keep one part of your brain going. Um, where am I on a gauge? Am I How blended am I? Understanding, of course, that there's no such thing as 100% blend with a spirit. And I would like anyone to prove me otherwise. We cannot do mediumship in languages that are not our own. We cannot get information that is just purely from the spirit, through us, from the spirit. I know I've talked about that before, but just you have to really think about that because so many people expect to become this purest part of spirit and never get it wrong. And it just doesn't work like that. So, 
You will know that I don't believe in powering up or altering your energy body in any way apart from sitting with yourself and being present with yourself. Now that might take the form of meditation, that might take the form of guided, um, guided, not guided meditation, not guided meditation guys, just to be clear, meditation. Guided meditation is still an activity. It's still doing something. Um, you might need it as a gateway through, but that's more for having an experience with your guides or whatever you want to experience than it is for clearing your energy body. So it's sitting and being present with you. And if you are somebody that cannot spend a day in your own company without any distractions, very happily, very enjoyably, that is where you need to start work before you worry about mediumship. Because you cannot do mediumship if in that quiet space that you are trying to find, you're not comfortable. So working on yourself, clearing your energy, getting yourself calm and settled as much as you can when you're very nervous. And then just that thought. The spirit world are very, very clever. They are way more intelligent and clever than us. Honestly, this patronising way of being with spirit grinds my gear stick, but that's another podcast. They are there and they know what you are trying to do. So I don't believe that spirit need instruction. You don't need to say to spirit, I have got somebody with me. I've got my friend who I'm practising on. I need her loved one to come in. They don't need that instruction because they know. They're with you. They see what you're trying to achieve. However, I do believe that setting your intention helps you to settle into the energy of the reading. It helps you to be present with it. So what I suggest that you do is what I used to do, which is I would like to communicate with somebody who can be recognised by whoever your sitter is. And just having that thought in your mind just prepares your energy for what is to come. But I don't believe spirit ever need instructions. And as you will know, one of the things I really recommend is doing some affirmations to try and get yourself into the zone. So I can do this. I'm comfortable here. I'm going to get some great evidence. Anything that you want to say to yourself on repeat just to soothe yourself in, saying that a few times before you start is a really good idea. As you know, mine is I am a phenomenal medium. I get evidence with ease and clarity. And then you just allow yourself at the beginning, certainly, to imagine that there is a spirit stood beside you. If you are not one of those uh, people who can see spirit, like me, I can't see spirit, you just allow yourself to imagine. And ultimately, you will start to feel their presence. But at the beginning, when you're nervous and you're learning how to blend and you feel like you're making all this up, you're not going to get that. So you just imagine there's someone stood beside you. And if you imagined there was someone stood beside you, what gender would they be? What relationship would they be? And then you just start to allow the information to come in that is part of those questions that you think you would like to receive. And you start to get impressions. And every time even the slightest, smallest, subtlest impression comes in, you share it. I've got a man here. It's granddad. He's very elderly. 
I can feel that he stooped over and bent over here. And as I feel into him, I know that his breath is very raspy, so I know that he has a chest complaint. And I know that you and Grandad have this amazing relationship here that I want to acknowledge this bond between you. You are the apple of his eye. I can feel his love for you. And you start moving into that space where you're just getting these little bits of information. And this isn't about jumping through the hoops of big proof straight away. It's just surrendering to that experience with that spirit. And that's where you start. And I was thinking today about the journey that I've been watching my students go on in my beginners group, which is, that sounds too easy, almost. I don't believe that's possible. I don't believe I can do it. And the kind of, not outrage, but shock and horror is probably a better way of me saying, right, come on then, let's go into breakout rooms and do it. And then we'll go, I can't do this. What do you want about? You're insane, woman. I haven't got this ability. And facing that fear and that panic within them. And we are six out of eight sessions in now. And now they're starting to go, oh my God, I did get that right. And I can do that. And I it is working. And there's so many elements to evidential mediumship. I haven't even gone halfway through my list of things that I was going to talk to you guys about to do with evidential mediumship. I knew it would be a two-parter. But it's so funny that really, in essence, it's very simple. It's very easy. It's us that complicate it. So Essentially, all you need to do is make sure that you're not having a day from hell where you've had a flat tire and you've had to argue with the gas company and your child forgot their lunchbox and your mum says she's not feeling very well and you're worried you're going to have to take her to hospital. That is not the day to practice evidential mediumship. But if you're having a day where you've had a good week, you're well rested, you've been dealing with your stuff, spending some time on your own, allowing yourself to chill, not filling yourself with loads of information, allowing everything you've already got to settle. When you're in that space, just ask them, are you there? And who are you? And this is a really important thing to understand is that you can ask practice spirits to come in and work with you. So you don't have to take your first steps into evidential mediumship in front of somebody else. And of course, that's hard because you can't validate anything that you're getting, but you can still use those spirits to just get used to receiving and perceiving energy. So you can just say to the spirit world, hi, is there anyone there who can help me learn on my mediumship? You feel like a lady. You feel like an aunt. Tell me about your life and start understanding how your gifts are unfolding. Understanding, of course, always that nothing is set in stone and things will change and shift and grow with time, but it's a starting point. Okay, I'm going to stop there. I hope that this is starting you off on the journey. I will continue with this on Tuesday. Um, but there's the start of evidential mediumship. Give it a go, see what you get. And or we will continue learning about it next week. Have a good one. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.